We're going to be learning the Kutisichis Chelet Tazvav, the fifth Sicha for Parshas Bereshis. And it's a Rashi Sicha. So, the end of this week's Parsha, the Torah tells us that because of the Ra, which was in the generation, Hashem decided to bring the Mabel. And the Pasuk tells us that, you know, this is in Perk Vav, uh, Pasuk Vav. That Hashem was but was had a nechama that He made man in the earth, and He and What does that mean that Hashem had a nechama? So Rashi actually gives us two interpretations what that means. So the first interpretation is that Hashem had a nechama. He was consoled. Why? The reason why He had it consoled because even though man was sitting and He caused the the entire world to sin against him, including even the animals. Nonetheless, he was consoled because, key means because, he made man only on earth. Because if man would have been created in heavens, he would have also caused a rebellion in the heavens. So that was Hashem's nechama. And because of that, he, uh, man, became disgusting, abhorrent in the, the eyes of, in, 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 in Hashem's heart. So that's the first interpretation that Yinachem Hashem means that Hashem was consoled and he made man on earth. But because of the Ra, he was uh, disgusted or was pained because of man. The second interpretation how to read the Pasik is that Yinachem Hashem ki Adam, that Hashem changed his mind. As Rashi tells us that the Lashon of Nechama could also mean a changing of mind. Um, and it turned from the Midas HaRachamim to the Midas HaDin. That it was that it was Oila in his Hashem's mind, what he should do with man that he made him on earth. And Rashi brings numerous psukim that we see that the Lashon of Nechama could also be an expression of considering what to do. Like for just to give one example, it says of Ben Adam Yisnachem is Hashem a man that he should reconsider or what his plans were. So we see that the idea of Nechama can mean either a console, to be consoled, like a Lechama, or to reconsider. So based on that, how would you read the Pasuk? So, that Hashem reconsidered that he made man on earth using and conducting and having his Anhaga with him in a way of Rachamim, and he reconsidered that he should use it, that he instead should uh, conduct uh, conduct himself with man in a way of mitzvah din. and mitzvah elibay would then mean that Hashem was um, he, he was as Rashi says nisabel of of the ma'asiyad. He mourned at the failure of his handiwork. So over here, according to this, mitzvah would mean the idea of mourning. So it doesn't mean the idea of that he was disgusted or pained by man, but rather mitzvah that Hashem himself was mourning in his heart this that he will have to destroy man. As the next Pasuk, Pasuk Zion tells us, Hashem said, I will uh, erase man that I created from uh, from the face of the earth. From the animal until beast, until the creeping things and the birds of the sky. For I have a nechama that I made them. So what does this Pasuk mean? So Rashi tells us, he says, means that Adam comes from who offer, he comes from dirt. And I will bring upon him water and I will erase him. Therefore, it says a lashon of meaning is mihui could mean either 
uh, complete destruction, like we find by Amalek, Macha Emchas Zech Amalek, or Michui Kamin, idea of erasing through water. So the reason why he uses the Lashon of Michui is because it's going to be, he's going to be erased with water. The question so far, it's just on this Rashi, before we continue with the, the end of the Pasuk, is why does Rashi feel the necessity to translate Macha Emcha as the idea of erasing with water, not like the usual translation, which is a more popular translation, which Emcha means to erase, like we find, as we said, by Malik. Furthermore, when Rashi, when he translates the words Macha Emcha Malik, he doesn't bother to tell us that Macha means uh, destruction or erasing. It's such a Pasha word inside Chumash, Rashi usually doesn't translate the word Mechia, uh, because it's no, Macha Emcha Malik means to erase, to destroy. So why over here, A, does Rashi feel necessity to translate it? Well, I guess the answer for that is because he's translating it a bit differently than usual. So the real question would be is, why does Rashi translate it differently? Why doesn't he just learn a kapshute? Machai means he's going to destroy uh, mankind and the animals and the beasts. Uh, why does he have to say that it means, it uses the expression of machai to tell us that um, it means to erase. Uh, I should point out that the Balei Toysis explains that the reason why uh, we, we know that michui means with water, it's because it could have used different expressions. There's different expressions to me, for destroying. It could have used ashmid, uh, lahareg. There's other expressions to lahachris. Why does it specifically use the expression of michui? So tesis, the Bali tesis want to say that the reason the Pasuk uses this expression of michui is to tell us how the punishment is going to be, uh, uh, how, how, how the punishment is going to come. It's going to come in a way that they're going to be erased through water. But that's very difficult to say with Rashi, because the way how Rashi writes writes it, he says lekach namer lashon michui. Therefore, it's uh, written in a lashon michui, meaning that according to Rashi, he knows it says who offer the ovil of mind emchaisai. There's a hechrich for that. There's a hechrich that the pasuk must be meaning that he's going to that man is made out of water. I'm going to bring upon sorry, man is made out of dirt. I'm going to bring upon him water and I'm going to erase him. Therefore, since that has to be the pshat in the pasuk as we'll see later on in the Sikha, why we must say that this is the Pshat and the Pasuk, Lekach, Namar, that's why it uses the Lashon of Michoi, because Michoi can mean two things. It could mean to complete destruction, or it can mean to erase through water, and since it over here, it must mean with water, therefore it uses the Lashon of Michoi. So that's what, that's the, how Rashi writes it. But if you look at the Balaitesis, Balaitesis doesn't say Lekach, Namar, Lashon, Michoi, rather he writes the expression of Midichsiv, how do I know that it means with water? Because it is written with Lashon of Michoi. So Toysis is saying that since it says Michoi, therefore we know it's with water. Rashi is saying we know that it's water because there's a Hechrich in the Pasuk that it must have been with water. And the translation of the word Michoi means Dafka with water over here. I mean, of course, with, with water, it was a mabel. The point is that the word michui means dafka with water, that the word itself means dafka with water. And because we know that it must be with water, number, therefore it uses an expression of michui, which could really mean either thing. So the question is, why? What's, what's the hechrich of Rashi? Then Rashi, uh, the Pasuk continues, ki nechamti kiasisim, because I have a nechama that I, that I made them. What, what does nechamti over here mean? So earlier we had, we had two translations. means we had a nechama, or Nechantika means to, to, to switch, to, to reconsider. But if you look at Rashi over here, he gives us a different pshat. Over here he says, uh, means I thought of what I should do because I've made them. So it seems like he's translating it differently than before. 
It's like a third translation. It doesn't mean the Chama. It doesn't mean reconsider. Rather, it means I'm thinking about what I should do. It's not reconsidering what I should do, but rather it sounds like I'm thinking what I should do, uh, uh, what to do with them because I made them. Okay, this, the, and so why? Why is he giving a, another translation? Lachar just translated, like Unculus and others, where Necham de Kiyasisim Kimin Kapshutai, that I regret that I made them. That key means that over here, and key because I regret. Why am I going to destroy man? Because I regret that I made them. It seems like a very easy way to translate. That's a targum unculus. That's how unculus translates it. But Rashi doesn't say it that way. Rather, he's saying is that I, that Hashem said I'm going to destroy man, um, because I need to think, because I thought what I should do with them, because I made them. Why? Why is he giving this non-literal translation? And also, a second question is, what is what Tak is Rashi trying to say over here? What does that even mean? The reason why Hashem wants to destroy man is because of their sins, as we said already earlier, because there was it was such an evil generation. But over here, he's saying ki that I'm thinking, I'm thinking about what I should do with them. Ki, why am I thinking about what I should do with them? Ki asisam, because I made them. That's why you're thinking about what you should do with them. You're thinking about what you should do with them because you made them. No, you're thinking about, that's not the reason why Hashem is thinking about this. It's true that Hashem made them, but the the the, the Siba, the cause of this calculation and this Gezer, which is going to come upon the Dor HaMabal, is actually because of their sins, not, not because Hashem made them. So what is Rashi trying to tell us over here? That Kinecham means that I'm that I'm thinking, I've thought what, what to do with them because I've made them. So the explanation is that what's bothering Rashi here is that is that how can we translate the pasuk macha? Let's start with the first question. Macha when it says that Hashem says emcha Adam, that the word emcha can mean kapshuta like it usually does a complete destruction like by a malik. When it says macha emcha malik or malik, it means a complete destruction of a malik. But it's impossible to say that's the pshat in our apostate because Hashem didn't destroy the world completely. Uh, you know, this from, from this that we're still around today, clearly Hashem did not make a gazer that the whole world, world should be destroyed. Noyach, as it says in the apostate, also survived. We see that Hashem gathered many of the animals and Noyach's family and put them inside of the teva. So clearly, it cannot mean that Hashem made a gazer of Yerim Hashem, that Hashem is making this gazer that everyone should be destroyed, because that's not what happened. Elamai, how must, what does the Pasuk must mean? It must mean that Hashem is going to, Hashem is saying that I'm going to erase them or destroy them through a medium of water. Meaning it's not going to be a complete destruction. It's not going to be a zecher, timcha zecher abalat. That's going to be a complete destruction. Rather, over here, it doesn't mean that. Rather, over here, Michu comes to the idea of, of melting. Meaning, so if Hashem is making a zero, then I'm going to melt uh, at them. And therefore, there were certain individuals that Hashem made sure that they had some protection, that they would not be melted through this water. So, Machay over here does not mean that Hashem ever had the intention of everyone, that made a gazera that everyone should be destroyed. Rather, what he's saying is that I'm going to bring this, this gazera of melting through water upon the world, and there will be certain individuals which will not have that, that, that melting. Because Machit does not mean complete destruction. It means a partial destruction. And it means a partial destruction through the medium of water. And therefore, the individuals that Hashem wanted to save were, were Taka saves. That the Pasuk says, Hashem. 
that's why Rashi says meaning is that mafik taka can mean one of two things. But since we must say that michui cannot mean option number one, which means complete destruction, uh, rather, what must it mean? It must mean that Hashem says that he's going to bring upon them uh, uh, water and it's going to cause them to melt. That's why it uses the Zashan of Michoy, because Michoy can mean two things. It could mean complete destruction, and it could also mean melting through water. That's that's why it's written this Zashan of a Michoy. Based on that, we could also continue on to the, to the end of the Pasuk with, with, with the preface of a question. L'chaira, if you go back to the earlier Pasuk, this would be Pasuk Vav. Hashem says, V'yenachim Hashem ki asas that Hashem had a Nechama. According to the second interpretation, we said means that Hashem regretted that he made man. So you can ask that Hashem, if Hashem regretted that he made mankind, then, and, and, and as we said, then it means he switched from the Midas HaRachimim to the Midas Hadin, then why do we still have mankind over here? If Hashem had regretted it, so then it should have been a complete destruction of mankind. He regretted actually making them. Elamai, he didn't regret. Elamai, sorry, he, he, it was b'machshava. Yenachem Hashem ki alsus adam. As the pasuk continues, that it was all within his heart. So this machshava, this thought process was going on within Hashem's thought that he, he regretted that he created man. But b'poyel, b'yoyim Hashem, when he actually makes the gzair, what does Hashem say? Hashem says emcha, it's not going to be a complete destruction. Rather, it's going to be, be it's just going to cause. Uh, it's, it's going to be through the medium of water. So, But why? Why does Hashem do this? Why does Hashem change his mind? That's what the Pasuk says. Ki nechamte ki he says, because I thought about it, and the chamte over here, not like uh, the answer would be, the chamte over here also means a ch- reconsidering. That machshapti, when Rashi says that, chashapti malasais, means that I regretted making them, but then I thought what I should do with them. Meaning is my original thought process that they should be destroyed. When I was thinking that they, I regretted making them. Then I had another thought. Hashafti, I had another thought of what should Etaka do with them? Now, why did Hashem not want to completely destroy them? Why did Hashem have another thought process? Why did Hashem have another nechama? That the initial nechama was about creating them. Now there's a second nechamti. What was the second nechamti? The second nechamti was on the first nechamti. That on the first nechamti, meaning is that on this thought that I that I uh, that I regret making them nechamti, I had another thought. And what was the thought that he had over here? He says, I thought what I should do with them because I don't want to completely destroy them. Why? Because I made them. Meaning is since they're the Maisi Yadashola Kadashbarku, these are Hashem's Hashem's handiwork. Hashem has a love for them. Hashem wants them. Hashem sees value uh, in in the world. As Rashi actually even said earlier, uh, in Pasik Zion, so um, in Pasik Vav, I'm sorry, he brings a mushal of uh, uh, of that uh, uh, that the Amalei He says this is the That even though it, he knows that in the end he's going to have to destroy them, he didn't just stop from creating them. Because of the stick that will come. So even though that there might be a certain a certain type of destruction that he needs to do, but it will never be a complete destruction. Why not? Because of the tzaddikim. So there's a reason why Hashem wants. Um, so, so there's a reason why Hashem wants uh, not the, the, that just to be a partial gezerah, not a complete destruction. And that's the, the Gishmak, what Rashi is telling us, 
that kinechamti kiasisam, that the nechamti over here means taka another machshav. That's how you have to read it. it. It is considering, like as Rashi said, that it's a klal, that whenever it says the lashon of yinachem, it means a machshav acheret. It means to reconsider. So also here, when he says a machshav, it means a machshav which is reconsidering what he said. So now it fits very well. That Shem regretted creating them. Then Hashem said emcha. But not a complete destruction, and then and then the rash and the pasuk tells us why what happened. Why? Because Hashem reconsidered, because He made man. Because He made man, He reconsidered this complete destruction and rather just did the partial destruction, which would happen through the mouth. Before we go to the Hira, just wanted to do just a few ha'aras. First of all, there is an interesting ha'ara that the Rebbe has at the beginning, that one of the questions that the Mephorshim discuss is this idea of how does it, why, why would Hashem change his mind? Does, not, does Hashem not know everything what's going to occur? So you're saying Hashem changes his mind, like he regrets, he reconsiders. Uh, uh, did Hashem not always know what was going to happen? So what does it mean he reconsidered? He must have always known that this was going to happen. So what's the change of... What, what, what does it mean there's a change of mind, that he's changing his mind? So the, one of the answers the Rebbe gives, our six, our six star, uh, which is one of them, is that it's actually the Torah speaks how man speaks. Meaning that when we see a person and he acts in a kind way to a certain individual, then all of a sudden he switches and starts acting in a cruel, in a, in a way of mishpat, in a cruel way, then we say, oh, he reconsidered the way how he's going to conduct himself. So us, when we're looking at we're looking at Hashem's way, how he was running the world until that point, which was with Midas Adin, and then Midas Arachim, and all of a sudden he starts having the Sanhaga of Midas Adin with the people, it looks like it looks like to us, Kalashim Adam, that Hashem regretted his previous way of, of conducting himself. But the truth is, that was always Hashem's intention. There was always Hashem's intention that when the people would do something which was ra, something which was evil, that there would be a punishment. That if they're doing good, uh, or even if they're doing bad, there will be a certain period of time where they'll have rachamim. But at a certain period of time, there would be this union of midas which would come in. And the Rashi and the Rebbe says, "V'yeshleimer." And this is six star. That Why doesn't Rashi say anything? It's because he already said something in the beginning of Chumash. V'yeshleimer neshekfar tirtzah b'pirushai. When Rashi tells us in the first Divar Maschal that when Hashem created the world, He gave Eretz Yisrael to the Goyim, and then for a certain period of time, and then the Chatfila, He always had intention to take it away from them and give it to the Jewish people. So that same concept, it seems like Hashem changed His mind. He originally wanted these individuals to have it, and then He wanted the Jewish people to have it. He's saying, no, that's not the intention. The Chatfila, He always wanted them to have it for a period of time, and then for someone else to get it. It wasn't changing His mind. So same thing over here. Hashem wanted the world to be, uh, be run in a way of Midas Arachim, but at a certain period of time, it had to be switched to a Oifin of Midas Adin. Ara 21. Actually, let's just do 23. Ara 23. So he says that based on our explanation, we can understand the interesting Rashi in Noyach. So Rashi writes in Parshas Noyach that because of the wicked, the wickedness of the Rishayim, it can transform the Midas into a Midas And how do we know? The Shnem Rabbi Yar 
Hashem ki rabbit royas adam, that the lotion of Yudke Vavke is always Mises Rachamim, and it says that Hashem saw that ki rabbit royas adam, and then Vayomer Hashem emcha, who shame Mises Rachamim. It says that Vayomer Hashem emcha, that Yudke Vavke will destroy them. So we see that the lotion of Yudke Vavke is being used in a way of emcha, in a way of Mises Hadin. So the question is, why does he bring the, the Pasuk Vav, one Pasuk earlier, where it says, which we said that Hashem regretted making man, which means that he changed from the Midas Arachim into the Midas Adin. That's how Rashi translates it. Why bring Pasuk Zion instead of Pasuk Vav? So the Rebbe gives two answers. He says, Key. One answer is that he's bringing a pasuk that everybody agrees is midas hadin, because the first pasuk v'yinachem Hashem. There's two ways of translating it. The first way of translating it is v'yinachem Hashem means that Hashem was comforted, so it has nothing to do with midas hadin or Hashem was comforted that man was only created in this world, and there's the second shot which we said that that v'yinachem Hashem means that he reconsidered from the midas hadin. Uh, to the so the first answer why Rashi brings the second pasuk is because that's Lakuli Alma. But he says another pshat is number two is Dafke pasuk Hashem who because it's Dafke the pasuk Hashem is the gzera. The first pasuk Yehem Hashem was Hashem's thought process, but it wasn't actually a gzera. It wasn't actually a change in the way how Hashem was conducting himself. That was Hashem thinking about how he should conduct himself with man, and he was considering. That he should destroy man, but he didn't actually bepel, uh, have a complete destruction of man, as we see in Pasuk Zayin that Hashem changed it to uh, just the partial destruction. So the reason why it brings the next pasuk is because the next pasuk of Hashem was the gzera bepel, the gzera bepel, where it was a inyan of the mash ink in the first pasuk, which wasn't, uh, which was only b'machshav. Let's go to the ha'aris. You know, let's do Ha'ar 21 first. Ha'ar 21. So, in the Re'em Khan, Re'em, Kosev, Shepirish Rashi, Nebcha, Machshavte, Shamak, Midas, Rach, Midas, Adin, Shepasek, Vinachim, Hashem, Hu loy Shepasek, Aleim, Sedin, Shiyavdu, Ki'im, Shepasek, Lacher, Malasas, Behem. This is according to Re'em, when Rashi says that he that his his mind changed from Midas, Rach, Midas, Adin, is not the Pshat that he actually made the Pshat Din. Rather, he was calculating what exactly he should do with them. So that was what was going in. It was just a calculation, what should we do with them? So it wasn't the actual Bapel transferring. He says, but you can't say that, because... If you, if in the continuation of Rashi, when Rashi explains the words he says that he was nisabled, that he will have to destroy it. So that means that his initial thought process was to actually uh, destroy them. So the Re'em wants to say it was a, Hashem was calculating or he was judging what he should do with them, but he didn't make that decision until Pasuk Zayin. So Pasuk Vav was Hashem's thought process, and then Pasuk Zayin is when Hashem de- decreed that, you know what, they talk it deserve to be destroyed. The Rebbe is learning it differently. He says, no, Pasuk Vav, Hashem Taka had a machshava. He Taka had a machshava that this is what they deserve. It wasn't a, a hachlata gemur, clearly, but it was, this is what Hashem's thought process was. It wasn't a calculation, what should I do? According to the Rebbe, 
you know, should I do this? Should I do that? And the Pasuk Zion, he makes the final decision. No. According to the Rebbe, this was what this was the thought process that Hashem had at this point in time. This is what they deserve. And then Pasuk Zion, he switches it. He, he thinks about it a second time. Before he makes his final achlata, before he says the Gzer B'Payel, he reconsiders. He has a second thought process uh, that, that he shouldn't completely destroy them. So again, according to Re'eim, there never was... Uh, Pasuk Vav was, was, was both thinking in a sense of what should we do. And Pasuk Zion is the achlata. According to the Rebbe, Pasuk Vav was one way of thinking, and Pasuk Zion was the second way of thinking. And, and of course, the Gzer B'Payel, where... You know, Hashem said that he will only be Meichel through the medium of water. Okay, so the Rebbe gives two interesting Ha'ra'is on the Sicha. The first Ha'ra'an that he gives is the importance of being very careful with one's speech. That we see that even though Hashem thought uh, what he should do with man, he said he, initially he thought that this was the proper way how to conduct himself, and it should be a complete destruction. And Hashem thought that. But since he never said it, it never, it, it wasn't Yotzei L'Payel. It didn't actually uh, uh, affect this world. What did affect the world? Only Vayyemar when he actually made that Gezer. So it's the Vayyemar which is, has the greatest power. So who Huadin, this is a lesson for us that we need to be very careful with the power of our speech because we know Tzedikim are Daimim Labayram and Am Chakulam Tzedikim. So therefore, Dibur has a very powerful effect. So we need to be very careful uh, about not speaking badly about someone. So, uh, even though it says in Tanya that there's a certain that in a certain way lashon har is even in the mind is more hummer than in speech that when you're thinking badly about someone in your mind it's worse that's regarding yourself meaning because machshava is a much edla machshava it's more connected to who you are speech is always for someone else and machshava is the way how you think so by thinking badly about someone you're you're contaminating your thought process you're contaminating your mind so inside yourself it's actually much more hummer but when it comes to the other individual. When you actually say those words, that brings the papel mamish. And since we have our speech has a power to be pale, much greater than machshava does, as the Rebbe says, that has a much machshava doesn't have a field doesn't have as much power as machadibur. Therefore, we need to be extremely careful um, with how we speak. And it's based on that, we can have another uh, shot in, in the expression from the Maimar Chazal in Erech and Tazvavam and Beis, where it says, Loshen Tlisai, Kot Tlisai, that the third tongue kills three. What is the third tongue? So Rashi explains, through Rashi's shot over there, is that the third tongue is because there's three individuals involved. There's the one who, it's, who listens, it, there's the one who it's about, and then there's the one who's actually speaking. So he's the like, so let's say Reuven and Shimon. Reuven did something bad to Shimon. Reuven stole from Shimon. So Levi figures out what's going on, and then he goes to Shimon and says, "You know, Reuven, Reuven stole from you." So he's the third time because Reuven did the avera, and what was the avera that he did something wrong to Shimon? So he's so Reuven, let's say, is the first time. The one, the second time will be Shimon because he was the one that was wrong. And then there's Levi that's going to say the lashon har. Uh, again, talking about when it's a true lashon har. Sometimes if Ruven Taka stole from Shimon, then it probably would actually be okay to tell him. But let's say there was a situation where he wasn't allowed to tell him. So think of any type of a, a, a real scenario of Lashon Hara. Um, so that would be the third time. Anyways, it says, Kaltukli Sai kills three. So who is the three? So Rashi tells us it kills the the, the one who says it, because he's the one doing that there, of course. It kills Ruven and Shimon, because Ruven and Shimon are going to start fighting with each other. So Ruven's going to... 
uh, Reuben and Shimon are going to fight with each other. So Reuben's going to kill Shimon, Shimon's going to kill Reuben, or the family members, and eventually Levi will also be killed because he's the one that spread the gospel in the first place. So the family members of the others will come and kill him because he's the one that caused the fight in the first place. So all three of them will be killed. So that's how Rashi explains it. So the Rebbe says over here, we can have another explanation. That why is it that the one that's being spoken about is being hurt? Lachar, he, he didn't do anything wrong in this scenario. Who did something wrong? The one saying the Lashon Hara and the one listening to the Lashon Hara. The one that you're speaking about, he can't really control what you say or, or what someone else is listening. So why is there like this punishment that he's going to be killed? So according to Rashi, it sounds like it's more like a, more like a practical type of thing. Right? So practically speaking, that since there's going to be a fight, he's going to get killed. But on a more spiritual level, though, what did he do wrong? He, he, he can't control what Levi says. He can't control what Shimon listens to. So why is Reuben getting punished? Especially, let's say, it's a Lashon Har, which is completely false. Let's say it's a completely false Lashon Har, then for sure. Why does he get killed on a spiritual level? Where's the din? So the Rebbe says, based on this, we can understand it. Because what's happening over here is that when the Uftu of Dibur is, that he brings something, uh, bring the Roy something from Helam El so when you're not speaking about someone else's bad, even if it's MS, it stays Behalem. And since Hashem is Marech Aleph, Marech Af, he waits for the person to do tshuva. But when you speak about the Rav someone else, then it becomes Begilui, it, becomes, it comes into the Olam Hadibar. Then what happens is that brings a Kitrig on that individual. So when you start speaking bad about Ruvain, what happens is Lamaila, that Rav becomes revealed. And then Hashem starts looking into that Rav. Similar to the idea of Al Yiftach Adam Piv Satan. That when you open up your mouth saying something bad, that opens up. What does that mean? Al Satan is that you're bringing something malagula. You're bringing something revealed, and the power of our speech is we could make things uh, which should have remained hidden become revealed because that's the power of our speech because we're daimim daimim So that's the first lesson again, just being very careful not to speak badly about someone else because it brings it brings out the evil mara elahal. Uh, Stam, just to point out that there is another interpretation, Lashen Tlisai, Katat Tlisai, which is the Vortan Baal Shemtiv, which the Rebbe just mentions, the Ha'ara, that um, that the three individuals are, is the one who says it, the one who listens, but who's the third one? The third one is not the one who it's about, it's not Ruvain. The third one being killed is the Oistrachter, is the one that came up with uh, with, with, with this Lashen Har. And the Rebbe is Mitzayin to he says, but after that, it's Alpi Pirish of the Rabbeinu Gershon Gemarashan. He says, and the Rabbeinu Gershon learns that who are the three people? He says, it's the one that says it. Like someone, meaning is the, he's saying the one that's spreading the Lashon Hara heard it from someone. Rabbeinu Gershon is assuming that the one who's spreading the Lashon Hara uh, heard it from someone else. He didn't see the thing happen. Rather, he heard it from someone. So he hears it from the Oistrachter, the one that invented it or maybe the one, if it's somewhat true, the one who saw it, whatever it is, he hears it from this other individual, and then he goes around spreading it to, to other individuals. So who are the three people that are killed? It's the original person that was the inventor of the Lashon Har, the one that heard it from him and spreads it, and then three, the people who it sp- actually spread to, the one that are macabre this Lashon Har and believe that Lashon Har. That's Hayra uh, number one. Uh, the, the, the second Hayra is that we see that Hashem... Hashem how, how much Hashem considered and reconsidered before he made his hachlata. That he chashapti, he, he kept on thinking about what he should do, and he changes and he changes his mind ultimately because uh, because it was his ma'isa yadav. 
So it's a lesson for every individual that Hashem never makes mistakes. So he knows exactly what Ra individuals do. Therefore, he knows what they really deserve. But still, nonetheless, he lightens the, the sentence because he made them. So the lesson for us is, us, we're not perfect. We won't really know what the intentions of people are. We don't really know if they're Ra or Toiv. So that, you know, so you, everything that we see, see that we think, that we think that we see, has to know that maybe we're, you know, we're, we're not really uh, seeing the same the thing properly. Therefore, what we should always be doing is we have to be Don Lekavskos, just like Hashem was Don Lekavskos, even though he knew they were Ra. But he was able to find them a Skos. The Skos was, that was Maisei Yadoshol Baruchu. And because of that, he was able to change the judgment to somewhat lighter. So similarly by us, when we see someone doing something, we have to be down down the katzchus. As the psaktin of the Mishnah is, having done us called Adam the katzchus.